One of the most difficult exercises to train in all dog sports is the object guard in ring sports. The reason for this is that this is the only biting exercise where the dog is left alone and must make the decision of when to bite and when to out after biting. The handler is out of sight and there are no commands. In this streaming video, Michael Ellis discusses his theory on training the object guard. He explains the training steps of how he teaches the object guard and why he teaches it the way that he does. Hello, I'm Michael Ellis and today we're going to talk about training the fundamentals of the object guard. The object guard is an exercise that is in the ring sports and KNPV, all European-based sport programs. So French ring, Mondial ring, Belgian ring, all have a version of the object guard, as does KNPV, the Dutch sport. The object guard is different than any of the other exercises we teach our dog in that the dog is left on his own to make decisions. So one of the most important parts of the object guard is preserving that dog's ability to make choices on his own. So when we teach a dog to do any of the other bite work or obedience behaviors, the dog is operating off either a command from the handler, bite, let go, heal, whatever, or a signal from the decoy, whether it's an overt attack or escape that triggers the dog's behavior. The object guard's different. The dog's left by himself with the handler out of sight, and the decoy's job is to take the object and not give the dog any overt signals that it's okay to bite. So when we start the object guard, one of the most important things is that the dog choose to bite on his own without a signal from either the handler or the decoy. And this is where the exercise gets difficult. The foundation pieces are relatively simple. The first step is to teach a dog to put his feet on an object and turn in circles. And you can do this with food or a toy. Uh, we touch on it briefly in our food video on how to teach the touch pads to a young dog. The same skills in, are implied. We start with an elevated, immovable object and we teach the dog by using food or a toy to put his front feet on that object and turn to the right or left. That's all we do in obedience. The rest of the exercise is all done during protection. And we want a few basic things established in the dog in his protection work before we start the object guard. Those tend to be, one, that the dog is biting strongly. He targets well, meaning if I send my dog from a short distance to bite the decoy, he knows where he wants to bite him and he's not hesitating and looking for a target. So if it's a leg dog, then I can send my dog from 10 or 15 feet away and the dog will bite the leg comfortably. If it's an arm dog or a shoulder dog or whatever, but the dog is clear about where he's targeting, he's biting with energy, and he'll out. Those are the basic skills that we need in the dog before we start the object guard. We don't want to be too far along in any of our protection work. The longer I t train my dog in protection and the more obedience I put on my dog, the harder it's gonna be to train the object guard. We want our young dog a little bit out of control. So depending on the individual dog and their temperament and their motivation levels, the dog is generally somewhere between seven and eight months and 14, 16, 18 months. Right? It just depends on the given dog. Once the dog knows to put his, his feet on an object, turn in circles, his bite work is to a certain point, what we do is we put a harness on the dog, a long line with a control collar, a pinch collar usually for us, and we go to our object. 
the decoy faces the dog. The handler stands behind the dog, asks the dog to put his feet onto the object, and the decoy slowly comes towards the dog. The decoy does not give the dog an overt signal to bite. He doesn't reach for the object. He doesn't move quickly. He walks slowly in towards the dog, and the handler says nothing. If the decoy gets to a certain point, about a meter away from the object, and the dog has not bitten, the decoy will back up and make noise to frustrate the dog. If the decoy is backing away from the object, the dog can't bite. The dog can't go forward and bite. If the decoy is coming towards the object, the dog is allowed to go bite. The handler, it doesn't matter if it's three feet or 13 feet. If the decoy is coming towards the, the object, the dog can go bite. If the decoy is moving away from the object, that's a signal from the decoy to the handler that he's trying to make frustration in the dog because the dog didn't make the choice to bite. And the dog's not allowed to bite. You stop the dog from biting. And what we'll do as a decoy, I'll make an approach. If the dog doesn't bite, I'll back up and frustrate the dog some more. I'll make another approach exactly like the first one. If the dog doesn't bite, I'll back up and frustrate the dog until the point where the dog can't take it anymore. I approach and the dog chooses to bite me. He made the choice on his own. He was frustrated enough that the handler didn't have to say bite and the decoy didn't have to make an overt move. Now the dogs come off the objects and fighting the decoy. As soon as the dog bites the decoy, the decoy gives the dog a fight to let the dog know that he did the right thing. Then the decoy will freeze, count to three, and then start to back up. At the moment he starts to back up, the handler gives the dog a correction on the pinch collar. No commands. He does not say out, doesn't do anything. You want the dog to figure out that the decoy's backing up is the signal for him to out, not a command from the handler. Any commands from the handler feed into the dog's, uh, the rest of our relationship with our, with our dog, where the dog is looking for a signal from the handler that it's okay. So as soon as he backs up, he gives a correction. The dog lets go, and as soon as the, let, the dog lets go, the, the handler gives the dog the command to get back on the object, object or touch or whatever your command is. Object, the dog gets back on the object, and as soon as the dog's front feet are back on the object, the handler grabs the harness on the dog, marks the behavior of getting back on the object with a yes, okay, whatever your marker word is. The dog hits it, marks it, holds the dog there, the decoy comes back in and gives the dog a bite on the object. That's the basic principle. Once the dog is at a point where the decoy can walk straight in, the dog will come bite him, he'll stand still, and when he starts to back up, the dog lets go and goes back onto the object on his own, then we start to circle the dog. So now I'll walk in a circle around the dog, and the dog can't bite until I come towards him. So now the dog will turn in circles both directions, the dog will wait for me to come towards him, and then gradually, as we progress, we start to show the dog more and more trial-like moves. We start to refine the distance. So in the beginning, I said it doesn't matter if the dog goes at three meters or five meters away. But as we go, we want to make the dog wait. So once the dog starts to understand the core of the exercise, to go out, bite the guy, come back on their own, get back on the object, we'll begin to close that distance. And a finished dog should be biting at about a meter to about three feet from the object, ideally.